Hi, this is Nermeen. Welcome to Hello Ada, a one-stop destination for parents to explore all the cool resources for getting their daughters more intrigued about technology. Today's guest is Maria Planis. Maria is a design strategist with a passion for creating innovative ecosystem for a better future. She truly cares about doing good, not just less bad, for the people and for the planet. Born and raised on the sunny coast of Spain, growing up she wanted to be an inventor. So what better fit than her current role at LEGO, where she's a senior design manager, building digital experiences for kids from a point of ethics, using digital technologies to make LEGO values available and accessible for everyone. Maria is an industrial designer and an engineer by trade, and later also specialized herself on trend forecasting. She says it's like predicting the future. Today, she is keen on the importance of representation and including more women in tech, so we can ensure the future shaped by tech doesn't leave anyone behind. Her podcast, How I Met My Mentor, brings forward women in leadership roles for valuable advice and mentorship. I am interviewing Maria to hear more about why we need more girls in technology and how parents can engage with this mission for Lego, for example. Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a lot for having me. How do you feel as a woman in technology? Sadly, I feel rare because we are not enough, right? You know, I think that I, when I saw this question, I was thinking that I really dream of the time in which we need to stop, stop asking this, you know? So we don't have to put the word female in front of CEO. We don't have to put the word female in front of engineer, but it becomes the norm. Today, we see a lot of, you know, like also the, the association that you have with, with purpose that is helping a lot of other women entrepreneurs. It's great that we have these associations today that help us boost each other. But it's also really sad that we need them, right? Because that means that we don't have a safe space for, for us to feel comfortable in technology, right? In, in this industry. And what attracted you to this industry knowing that you'll be one of the few in that industry at the time? Actually, I grew up in my household. Like both my parents are scientists. So I always talk, you know, when we talk about the presentation, I always say that you can't see, you can't be what you can't see, right? And in this case, for me, like what I was seeing in my house is that, you know, my mom was a biologist and my father was working with chemicals. So actually, I, I never questioned that it was a world where I didn't belong, right? I think that as you grow and you get more into the workforce, or even like in studies, even the, within the education system, is when you start seeing that it's a world where you might not belong. But the reason why I just got into it is because I just had a good example at home that is not the case today for most people. Then, in your opinion, what do you think less women choose STEM-related education and jobs? I think that as we get into the educational system, we're already told from our very beginning that it's a place where we don't belong. Our value is measured regarding the impact that we make in others' lives, right? Like we, we are taught to be helpful. We are taught to be collaborative. We are taught to be empathetic, right? And all these are skills that are not pushed on boys. On the other hand, they are like pushed to be the best, you know, like to push their limits and be the best that they can be. If these are the two roots that we push girls to and that we push boys for, like it's only normal that then girls end up choosing humanitarian roots while boys like prefer to work more in STEAM, right? When I look back, I kind of condemn my attitude because I remember that I was like one of three girls in a class of 20 plus students. And I remember that that made me feel special. And instead of 
pushing my friends, my, my, my girlfriends to pursue similar careers as mine. It was more like, I wouldn't do that because otherwise I wouldn't be special. So we grew up with this feeling of there can only be one and we have always been pitted against each other because of this competitiveness of, as I said before, you can't be what you can see. So if you look at large corporations or in this industry, when there are only a few women, then you believe that there is only space for a few women. So why would I motivate any of my fellow students in high school to pursue a career knowing that there can only be a few of us? Looking back, really condemned this attitude, and I wish I could do something different. I completely understand. I had a similar experience. So what do you think parents' role is in this agenda? You mentioned that both your parents are in STEM. Parents have a big role here. I use a lot of the research that the Foster Society puts out. And one of the ones that I read recently was on gender stereotypes and how kids do not, I mean, gender stereotypes are brought upon them. They are, they are taught it. You know, they, they don't know it already. It's something that parents' expectations put on kids. So kids are not aware of gender, I think, until they become four or five. Like they don't see the differentiation before. But when parents are asked, what do they see their kids becoming when they grow older? The numbers is that they are seven times more likely to see their boys in a construction job than the girls. And they see their, their girls three times more likely to be in a nursing or caring type of job than their boys, right? And we need to remember that kids have unlimited potential. So they really can be whatever they want to be. Like if we start limiting what is it that they can become and we start bringing in these gender stereotypes for them, like we, we are just limiting what is it that they can become in the future. And I always think of an example of my one of my colleagues. He has three teenagers at home, two boys and one girl. And like she just grew up in a house of developers and she never thought that it was not a thing for her. And today I think she's 13 and she codes way better than me. You know, I mean, I'm a designer, I'm a, she loves to say that. But I know that it's something like she just grew up with this because she didn't have those gender stereotypes on her. She never felt that it was a place where she didn't belong because it's something that she grew up with. So we need to make sure that at home we are not limiting our kids' potential based on our own biases and gender stereotypes. Makes a lot of sense. So if you had to say in short, what is your recommendations for parents with daughters? I don't think that there is a short answer for this, by the way, but I think that we should just push girls to be in STEM. Tech is going to shape the future. And we need to make sure that our girls are there to shape it. If the teams and the groups and the organizations shaping the future are not diverse, then we are going to be excluded of that future. You know, like that future that we are building for, like this is going to be made for a few. Like I'm trying to hire as many women as I can working in a tech organization. And it's not that women don't apply. It's that there are no women because they were never interested. It was a world, as I said before, where we didn't belong. So we need to make sure that more girls today are interested in STEM, that we make them feel welcome. So then we get them to shape the future. And do you have any examples of why it's important to have the female perspective in technology? Yeah, lately I've been doing a lot of research around metaverse and what's the role that kids are going to play in the metaverse. And one of the things that scares me a lot is that the early adopters of a place like a metaverse are going to be like the gaming industry and the tech industry, right? And these are industries that are not diverse today. So if the metaverse is going to be the next internet, that they call it, right? Or like the, the next big thing, and we are going to be left out of that big thing, then it's the same problem that I said before, right? Like then we are leaving our girls out of that future that is being shaped. That is one of my main concerns. And also something that you and I like talked recently is that 
AI is fed by people. And if the people feeding that AI is not diverse, the information that that AI is going to function on is going to be based on a lot of bias. And again, go back to the gender stereotype. And also my main concern with this is that it even goes beyond gender. Because things like the metaverse can also drive social inequality. If also our teams are not diverse, as in people with different backgrounds, what is going to happen is that maybe imagine that the new educational system is dependent on technological advancements that only a few people can afford. Then we will be making also this metaverse with this educational system exclusive and we will be leaving people out from different socioeconomic backgrounds, driving social inequality. So it's a problem that concerns us all, and it's not only about gender, but it goes beyond. So we need to make sure that we push minorities. I mean, I, I hate to call women minority. We are more than 50% of the population, you know, So, <laughs> but it's still we're in disadvantage when it comes to this. But it's important that we push them to pursue careers in STEM. Thank you. So last question. So you work at Lego, and you work with the, the technology department there. How can Lego contribute to making young girls and young boys, um, but we're focusing on young girls here, uh, more curious about STEM and particularly technology. I was not paid to do any product placement here. I must, <laughs> I must start with that. But one of the things that I really like about Lego as a product is that it's a product without agenda. It's a plastic brick, and you can do with it whatever you want, right? So it's so powerful and really unleashes that potential that we were talking about. But one of the products that I wanted to recommend so we could leave parents with some action after this talk, was Lego Education Spike. So the way that it works, it's built with Scratch, that is this programming software made for kids, that is just click and drag. And it's so easy. Like the set includes a lot of different pieces and you can build anything that you set your mind to that has an electrical component, no? And also like get you introduced to STEM and all kinds of coding patterns. So I think that it's a great way of getting interested in it. And also it's a lot of fun. We even use it in the office and we do like robot competition. So... Like it's also for adults if you're you're into it and it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Maria, for your time. And I will share the link to the Lego product that you just mentioned. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. For the next two months, I will share cool resources showing kids the whimsical world of technology and ask you parents to please engage with the mission. If you want to make a breakthrough and involve more young girls in the technological innovations of the future, then the conversations need to start at home in the living rooms and continue at a school bench. Stay tuned for Hello Ada's mini podcast series every Wednesday morning.